This is The Podlight, a podcast by San Jose Spotlight dedicated to independent political and business reporting. I'm your host, Editor Nick Preciado. On today's show, we're discussing redistricting efforts in San Jose, as well as ongoing harassment of the mayor of Los Gatos. Some San Jose residents and business owners are concerned that the redrawing of election districts could split their communities and dilute their voices when raising concerns. Joining me now to discuss this is reporter Lloyd Alaban. Hey Lloyd, how's it going? Good. So first off, who is in charge of redrawing San Jose's 10 city council districts? Yeah, so the uh, San Jose Redistricting Commission, uh, made up of uh, 11 members from across the city, uh, is in charge of that. They redraw districts every decade to reflect uh, new population data from the census. Uh, And yeah, they're in charge of uh, drawing 10 districts, which account for about 100,000 since the city is... uh, city's population is around a million. Right. And the the group is working with uh, another group called Redistricting Partners, which um, is a firm that uh, draws uh, lines and maps for uh, for the city. And they've also worked with other uh, jurisdictions around the state as well. And why are some residents upset about the draft city district maps that have been proposed? Yeah, um, there's been a lot of... Uh, concerns and, and even uh, angry comments from residents uh, in a couple of districts in, in District 3 currently, which um, represents downtown. Um, at least one of the maps splits uh, historic neighborhoods in District 3, including uh, Nagley Park and Japantown. Uh, some of those maps split those neighborhoods into two or even sometimes three different districts. And um, yeah, these residents uh, are just uh, angry that now they might be uh, redistricted into another uh, district. And uh, they've historically been in downtown and they've they've been involved in downtown groups. And uh, they feel like this will uh, dilute the voices of uh, those who live downtown and in the surrounding area. I see. And so this has something to do then with what they call communities of interest, right? Where it's trying to keep communities with, well, uh, it's right in the name, right? Communities with similar interests. They try to keep these communities together. Same with um, how they try to do like minority majority districts. They try to keep those together. Is that correct? The uh, commission tries to keep uh, communities of interest, whether they be um, ethnic communities or uh, business communities. they, They try to keep them together for um, the sake of, of making sure that uh, those communities are heard in each district. Uh, and yeah, that, that's been some of the concern. Okay. It, it's not just residents who are concerned, though. There are also some business owners and advocacy groups who are bothered by this process. What's happening there? Yeah, yeah. There was a letter that was submitted by a group of uh, six business associations that represent three business uh, corridors. And they sent that to the redistricting commission. Uh, and those corridors are the Almarok Business Corridor, East Santa Clara, and downtown. And they were concerned that some of the maps that uh, the commission was looking at split these businesses, these business corridors into separate districts, um, even though they're uh, relatively uh, small uh, corridors around uh, all of them around or Two of them are, are less than two miles long, uh, and yeah, that they, they say that splitting those 
business corridors up uh, makes it more difficult to uh, contact business leaders and um, it might make it more difficult to to coordinate efforts if they're looking to contact a council member and you know if you're if you're in two different districts even though you're on the same street that can get uh, complicated depending on who that council member is and what exactly they're advocating for in uh, in terms of the business community. Sure, it could add a little more bureaucracy to the process. Now, there's also a competing map uh, within all these different draft maps that are being proposed. This one in particular is called the Unity Map, and that's drawn a lot of attention from residents. What can you tell us about the Unity Map? Yeah, so the Unity Map uh, has been put together by uh, a labor-led coalition with uh, Working Partnerships USA is part of that coalition, as well as the NAACP. Uh, and they've drawn what they've called the Unity Map, uh, and, and they say that this map uh, keeps together um, communities of interest that have been histor- historically underrepresented. Uh, communities like uh, communities of color, uh, Latino communities, uh, uh, working class communities, blue collar communities. Um, and yes, they presented this map uh, at the redistricting commission that they've drawn one for the city's commission as well as one for the county uh, redistricting commission uh, and, and so far there this map has been the only one backed by a coalition this broad and this big so far um, and at uh, the last redistricting meeting for the city that caused a few concerns since um, you're having this uh, group who um, is made up uh, of you know several different organizations who have all these resources and uh, some residents uh, at the meeting were concerned that uh, this because this culture is so big that they you know they were getting drowned out by um, this group and that you know they're uh, modifications in their requests for drawing uh, districts and, and drawing neighborhoods were being ignored. I see. So it's almost more about, um, like the, they call the term gerrymandering, where it's almost more about redrawing the district in terms of uh, political power rather than like equity or uh, equality for residents. And I, I don't know if that's what's happening here, but I do know that there were calls of uh, gerrymandering regarding this map. Now, the redistricting process has been happening since earlier this summer. When will final maps be drawn and approved? Yeah, so the commission uh, has to select a final map by December 15th, and that'll go to the council uh, in January uh, for them to uh, approve it. So, uh, yeah, well, that's in a couple months. San Jose Spotlight is a community-supported, nonprofit news organization fueled by readers and listeners like you. You can support our work by becoming a sustaining member with a monthly or annual donation on our website, sanjosespotlight.com. Santa Cruz Locals, do you want to know what's going on with housing, homelessness, and development? The Santa Cruz Local podcast peels back the complex layers of these issues. Santa Cruz Local shares voices you won't hear anywhere else. Find Santa Cruz Local wherever you find podcasts. State lawmakers are asking what is being done to protect the Los Gatos mayor and her family following racially charged incidents of harassment at recent public meetings. Joining me now to talk more about this is senior reporter Eli Wolf. 
How's it going, Eli? Good, Nick. So what incidents have taken place that legislators are concerned about? So a loose group of protesters have disrupted some town meetings in uh, Los Gatos over the last few months. Uh, most intense incident, uh, I would say, happened on October 5th when the town had to dissolve its in-person meeting after a couple protesters made uh, personal attacks against the mayor and her teenage son. Um, one of the protesters actually ended up filing a restraining order against the mayor's husband for allegedly threatening her after the, that in-person meeting broke up. And then uh, earlier this week, uh, during another uh, town meeting that happened over Zoom, uh, protesters actually picketed the private homes of the mayor and the vice mayor. Oh, it's pretty intense stuff. Why are people targeting the mayor and her family, and, and now I guess also the vice mayor? Yeah, it's it's a little convoluted, but basically the protesters have accused the mayor of promoting identity politics and fostering political divisions in town. Um, what they seem to be addressing specifically is, you know, the town's support of LGBTQ rights. Um, they've also accused officials of promoting things like critical race theory, which is a hot button issue uh, among conservatives. Uh, they also seem to believe that they're being personally targeted for harassment, but that's harder to make sense of. Um, for example, at the October 5th meeting, um, one of the protesters promoted conspiracy theories about the mayor and her son coming after her, and uh, that's also when this person attacked his sexuality. Wow. Now, um, these state lawmakers, uh, Assemblyman Evan Lowe and Senator Dave Cortezi, they sent a joint letter to the town of Los Gatos, as well as the state attorney general and Santa Clara County District Attorney about this. Uh, what are the pair of lawmakers asking for in this letter? Um, well, basically, the letter condemns the harassment and the bullying of the mayor and her family. Um, they also asked the city manager of Los Gatos to explain uh, the town's policy on harassment of public officials uh, and whether it extends to family members. Um, they asked the manager to acknowledge that bullying and harassment has occurred, and they want to know what actions the town is taking to prevent this. Okay. And what has the response been from the town of Los Gatos? So uh, I reached out to the town manager, but uh, didn't hear from her. Um on social media, however, the city is saying that it's going to provide formal answers to the letter that uh, Cortesi and Lowe sent. Um, you know, during this week's meeting, too, I should mention the uh, the town passed an emergency ordinance that bars people from picketing closer than 300 feet from a private residence. And uh, the town attorney said during the same meeting that uh, police could cite protesters for uh, violating these ordinances. So we know someone did get cited earlier this week, but. Uh, According to their police department, it was because they were honking their car horn excessively. Um, they were near, I guess, one of the protest sites, but we don't know if that was actually connected to the protest itself. Interesting. So let, let me just make sure I got this right. So the police can cite people for picketing outside of a private residence, but the one citation that they gave in regards to this incident, we're not even sure if that was connected. Right. We don't know if it's connected. Um, the police, I believe, did show up uh, at, at least one of the protest sites to help uh, disperse protesters, but uh, according to the department, they didn't cite anyone for picketing. I see. Okay. Now, um, I know that, I mean, obviously there are the Los Gatos residents who are taking part in these protests and this picketing, but what are other residents saying about this issue? Yeah, so by and large, I mean, it seems like a lot of folks in the town are really horrified by uh, specifically what happened during the October 5th uh, incident. Um, I think targeting a minor uh, really crossed a line for a lot of people. So, you know, during this week's meeting, there were a lot of residents who spoke out saying that they'd never seen anything like this before um, and, you know, sharing their support for the mayor and her family. Um, there were also 19 elected officials who uh, shared a statement of support for the mayor 
and uh, also, you know, brought up their own concerns about protests being used to harass public officials. Um, I, I spoke with a local Rob Moore who said that, uh, you know, these protesters and these incidents aren't new, but they are getting worse or at least seem to be. Um, and he, like a lot of other people, are concerned about how to deal with protesters who aren't willing to be civil when uh, they have disagreements with their opponents. Um, I also talked to uh, uh, Jeffrey Suzuki, um, who's a town planner in Los Gatos, and he, he was saying that he appreciates the support from people outside the community. Um, but he's also concerned that this could have a chilling effect on people who actually want to run for office. And, uh, you know, he specifically mentioned that it could have a, you know, that effect on people of color. Um, uh, that the mayor is the uh, only person of color uh, in the town council. Uh, so, you know, they, the, the fact that she's being targeted is obviously a, a pretty big concern to uh, uh, like the anti-racist coalition in Los Gatos and, and others. Well, thank you for coming on and explaining that, Eli. Appreciate it. Thanks. That's it for this episode of The Podlight, a podcast produced by San Jose Spotlight, the city's first nonprofit news organization dedicated to independent reporting. I'm editor Nick Preciado. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.